listening to Double Exposure with Sophia Lemon and Petro, a photography podcast on both the creative aspects and business side of photography. Join the conversation now on Facebook at Double Exposure Show Group. And here's Petro and Sophia. Welcome back, everybody. This is Petro and Sophia Lemon on the Double Exposure Show, episode number 48. The show notes for this episode are on doubleexposure.show slash episode slash 48. And want you join our community on Facebook on the Double Exposure Show. Yes, that's what it is, right? Double Exposure Show group, yes. actually. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. The Double Exposure Show is a um, Facebook page, I'm, which uh, you're welcome to share with your friends. And uh, yeah. I'm trying to figure you know. out how to connect the group and the page because I know I did it with my business yeah. And I can't remember how I did that. So at some oh, point... Oh, it's fairly easy. Yeah, at some point, it, it will be. I'll find it and I'll be like, oh, right. So at some point, I'll do that. And But if you um, go to the page, we often tag the group in our posts. Yep. And we just share all of the episodes there. But there's more, nice. there's more interesting stuff going on in the group. So yes. if you want to engage in some conversation, you should join the group. Yeah, if you want me to make fun of your photos, I mean, give you feedback on your photos, definitely go there. We'll touch on that in a minute, but this week we're talking about uh, media, and um, I feel like I cut you off, so I'll well, actually let you let you say what you wanted to say. Well, I was just going to say in the group this week, um, Corey shared one of his photos, because you had challenged everyone to share a... Um, selective color image that you might like <laughs> yeah. and your response like he might not have read it Ex the way that you meant it to be read <laughs> okay <laughs> elaborate well i don't know um he just might have thought that you were being like super judgmental <laughs> oh probably by saying i don't like any selective color photos and neither do i i don't i don't really like them you know what? Uh, we're we're supposed to be a safe place for people, um, so yeah. I hope I hope he doesn't, uh, Corey, if you're listening, because <laughs> you know maybe you stopped listening after that. So, um, yeah, we're, we are a safe place. He seems like he's a pretty determined photographer, so I think he'll probably keep listening. But I guess we should say um, Petro and I are both pretty sarcastic, so. Um, if we sound like we're being mean in the group, we're not. We're we're being sarcastic. <laughs> Maybe mm. we should have like a sarcasm alert, like little <laughs> well, picture. <clears throat> I'm looking at it now, comments. and there's a there's a there's a smiley face emoji in the in the comment. Yeah, and I do that when I text my friends, and I'm being mean, but I'm actually joking, and mm -hmm. apparently they don't understand that. I'm like, why uh, why would I put a smiley face if I was? <laughs> <laughs> because you're sadistic and you're trying to. <laughs> You're taking joy from that. So, um, so what's new, Petro? You you are late today. <clears throat> yeah, nobody knows that though. <laughs> well, they do now. <laughs> you know what? The baby slept through the night, but not me. I woke up at five a.m. and I just couldn't sleep very well. So mm. you could probably hear it in my voice. Um, and uh, that's about it. That that's all that I want to talk about. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Uh, meeting more clients for weddings lately and um, it's uh, it's really interesting how uh, I was thinking about this yesterday when I was meeting with a client at Starbucks even though mm -hmm. we both uh, 
she's been to the studio before. We were going to meet at the studio, but uh, the studio, even though it's a it's a nice space and uh, uh, very comfortable, there's no natural light in there. Um, it's right. So well, I, and I, I imagine I, the ambient light is like terrible. Um, yeah. Well, you know what? It's not bad because uh, it's overhead and it's it's very warm. Um, and the room being so big, it's actually it's actually cozy. Um, well, you've been there before. It's not. It doesn't make you feel depressed or anything. It's actually mm-hmm. better than some of the lighting I've had in previous homes I've lived in. Um, <clears throat> but uh, I just remember telling her, like, I just want natural light. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. And you know, it was such a good atmosphere. It was uh, it was a really fun meeting. Um, but uh, establishing a relationship beforehand, like where you're not meeting the person for the first time, but you know, you kind of texted them a little bit, you maybe became Facebook friends already, you kind of joked a little bit on um, as you were as you were talking to them. It's such a such an icebreaker, if you will, because um, it just felt like we were old friends, you know, uh, sitting having coffee discussing things i'm helping her with plans too and something we do quite often is actually suggest plans for the wedding mm-hmm. um <clears throat> like uh, you know maybe you should have a first dance uh, at this time or you know why would why do you want us to meet you at 10 a.m why don't we meet you at noon instead and then that way you can actually be ready or this or that um mm-hmm. you know and you can you can save uh, money on two hours of photography so um do and one thing I realized is doing this kind of puts you into a seat into kind of like expert mode, uh, where they start to trust you a little bit more. Um, and mm-hmm. the more you know, the more confident you are about it, the likely they are going to just go with you and hire you and give you money. And um, you know, at the end of it, I didn't really have to ask for the sale. It was it was more or less just. Um, all right, how much money do I give you for a deposit? Mm-hmm. And and it was it was really neat. It was um, kind of a different experience. But um, we had taken a little bit of time off uh, because of uh, uh, Mia. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we're still, like, this is a wedding for 2018. We're still going to have some, some time off. But uh, I'm not booking anything for Hannah. I'm basically booking things for everybody else. So... Possibly even including myself. <laughs> Excuse me. So it's, uh, yeah, that, that, that was kind of a positive thing that happened. Um, I'm sick and tired of shooting houses. The real estate market is so hot that I feel like I'm doing one every day. Well, and you're doing the uh, same thing over and over again, right? At some well, point, dip- all the houses start to look the same. <laughs> you know what? It's the... It, I, I still I still enjoy walking through people's homes and like looking how they decorate, looking how they design things, um, talking to homeowners or talking to real estate agents. I, I'm, I still look I still really like that. It's the uh, I gotta go drive to to photograph a house and then when you're done photographing it, you're like oh, I gotta edit these photos quickly and send them to uh, to the real estate uh, desk at the real at the real estate office. Um. It's that, it's that that I kind of hate, <laughs> you know, because you, you can do a portrait session, you can come home and you can just kind of relax and you're like, I'll tackle these tomorrow. But with, uh, with real estate, you got to get it done ASAP yeah. <clears throat> and there's no money in it. Um, like I tell people that I enjoy it. I tell people that it's good and you can make money on it, but there really isn't like, it's not something that I would suggest you do as a primary field, you know, because, uh, uh, somebody asked me just a couple of days ago, 
how, wh- how much equipment do you bring to it? And I said, very minimal. I don't even bring a camera bag. Um, my camera, lens, tripod, you know, they're, they're all attached. It's one unit. I just, I just bring that uh, into the house. Uh, I mean, everything else is in the trunk of the car, so to speak. But um, they're like, okay, so that is that all you need? I'm like, that's all I need. And, and, and how much was that? A couple grand? And I said, you know what? I don't remember. Let's just quickly do like a... A shopping cart mm-hmm. so we just went on to vizdag.ca and just did like a quick shopping cart and it was seventy eight hundred dollars canadian before taxes so i'm kind of like oh that's quite a bit of gear <laughs> you bring it in and with an average real estate agent wanting to only pay you a hundred dollars a pop that's 77 homes that you have to photograph before you even break even Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And now you don't really need the same equipment I have, but uh, but it really kind of t- put things into perspective. Um, and so I've uh, decided I'm going to decline a lot of people that aren't willing to pay $150. Even if it's a small, tiny house and it's going to take 20 minutes to photograph. Yeah. <laughs> it's just at the end of the day, you kind of you kind of have to pick your battles. Um, if uh, And I have a formula that I may have mentioned before, but basically if time you're spending photographing um isn't at least being billed at 75 dollars per hour you're probably not charging enough um and i don't mean you know bill 75 dollars per hour work so like if your photo shoot is an hour and you edit an hour um and then you drive an hour you know like don't don't bundle everything up but actual hours spent on the project so that that would include i guess uh shooting and post-production if if you're not billing that out at 75 dollars per hour you're probably not on the right path to make money um you know so because we we don't we don't work 40 hours a day right so that's kind of the crappy Uh, part no (laughs) (laughs) imagine getting burnt out how fast you'd get burnt out if you did Um, i would get burnt out burnt out quite quickly yeah, yeah. So, um, I'm just looking at uh, the uh, Adobe Edition window, and uh, my volume is uh, a lot lower than it usually is. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm I may need to uh, I may need to move closer for everybody, or just speak up. <laughs> well, I, f- I fix that later. <laughs> uh, you're a sweetheart. Fix it in post. Fix it in post. <laughs> right? Yeah. Why Why try do hard that. at first? Yeah, don't yeah, do that. Yeah. Don't do that, guys. So. Um, well, let, let's turn it back over to you because uh, oh, I was going to say a... what else is new, <clears throat> but okay. So <laughs> I'm a ramble monster this morning. I got a puppy. Yeah, that's Yay! cool. So if you follow me on Facebook, um, you will see, or if you follow me on Instagram, you'll see that, or if you're in my mailing list, goodness gracious, <laughs> you will have seen the photo of Greer who is the new little um, golden retriever, which did you know that a golden retriever retriever is actually supposed to be white? What? No. Yeah, apparently. Why, why, why call it golden? I, I am wondering the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, she's super sweet. And That's a girl. Yeah, okay. yeah. She's already best friends with Lola, which is good. Because uh-huh. <clears throat> Lola's not like... She's really good with dogs, but she doesn't like them, like, jumping all over her and stuff. And 
Um, she like plays mom a little bit. So Greer just mm. sort of like flops right over and rolls onto her back. So <laughs> that's good. There's been no like snapping or anything. Yeah, and she's submitting already. Yeah. She knows, she knows who's boss. Yeah. That's but cute. like Greer like really likes being near Lola. So right now they're laying in the hallway right next to each other. <laughs> <laughs> and Greer is out cold, so that's good. <laughs> because before we started recording, she was whining a lot. <laughs> Yikes. Um, yeah. She screamed all night. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, yep, she's cute. Um, what else? What else? What else? What else? So, I played ball last weekend. Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> no way. <laughs> I know. Um, I was looking this morning. No way. <laughs> I know. I was looking this morning for a photo for my friend, Kevin. So I do canvases and we'll talk about this in a second. I get all my canvases printed by you, right? And I hope so. I, do. <laughs> I should ask you that question. <laughs> well, you know, I have gotten some from GTA imaging. Mm -hmm. Um, they were nice. They weren't like any better than yours. Mm -hmm. And I would rather order them from you because I like, mm -hmm. I don't know, going into their like rose system and everything. It just seems like so difficult to like get exactly what I want. And Agreed. if I want like a custom size or anything and you, I can just be like, <laughs> put it in Dropbox, put a comment that says exactly what I want. <laughs> yeah. And I don't exactly. have to worry about it being screwed up because, <clears throat> well, first of all, if I send it to you, <clears throat> you're going to like. If it looks like dark or something, you're going to fix it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and it's because I know my equipment and I, yeah. I can afford to give you the personal attention. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm not, I'm the one who does it actually. Yeah. Um, which is funny because in the, in the photography side of things, um, I have other people doing a lot of things like capturing and editing. And, um, but when it comes to printing, I'm the only one who does it. Yeah. So, um, I'd say a lot of photographers, when they send their work in, they might look really good on your on your monitor. Yep. Uh, but w when I look at it, I, I, I'll be able to tell, you know what, that's going to be a little too dark or yeah. that's a little too green. Especially um, if you have like your brightness turned way up. And I mm -hmm. don't think that photographers calibrate their monitors anymore. Uh, no, they don't. And um, I, I'm going to say I don't because I have like a dongle to calibrate my monitor. And whenever I do it, it just doesn't look right. It, like it's yellow. You, you should try um, walking away and uh, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Well, it's almost like uh, the software I, like, isn't right for the Mac now. It's really weird. If, who knows? Like it comes um, out looking really wrong. <laughs> I've never been able to properly um, calibrate the monitor on the MacBook Pro. Yeah. The display on the MacBook Pro. Never been able to. Yeah. So I just go with it um, straight out of the box. Yeah. And um, I mean, for the most part, the, the, I, I think it's really, really good. <laughs> and yeah. uh, I really like it. I mean, people ask me all the time, like, uh, if I use Macs because uh, of Hannah's relationship with Apple. And uh, it's, no, I mean, I've been using Macs since uh, 2002 now. So 15 years. Yep. Um, before that, I never touched one. And I always thought that they were bad. I like built oh, my own geez. PCs and everything. Yeah. yeah. 
and it's because I was under the influence of my uh, my cousins who were like still are giant computer nerds, yeah. um, and uh, I you know they they would say like oh I totally despise a Mac, and I felt the same way because I didn't know any better, <laughs> but yeah. um, you know long story short, it's. It, it, it's so good out of the box that I just don't don't mess with it. Yeah, and like my prints always come out properly from like every everywhere I order them from, so my mm-hmm. monitor must be fine. Um, I th- I think I I um, correct um, the contrast on some of your images, maybe. but that's because I know that they're not going to look great on canvas unless I do. Well, yeah. Uh, you know, so that if you sent it to me and you ju- and you just wanted a print, uh, we wouldn't do uh, th- those minor adjustments. Yeah. And these adjustments are very minor and we don't tell people we really do them because it's it's almost like calibrating my machine, right? It's like, okay, well, if I send this to the machine, it's going to look like this. So Yeah. Well, um, I mean, even yeah. like I'm pretty sure the GTA imaging because I don't have them color correct my images that they don't do any kind of they don't change they just hit print yeah so that's for their prints and their albums and everything and then also like when i order stuff from boss logo it always Mm -hmm. comes out properly um but i think the trick is with a lot of these is you need to make sure that you're exporting your photos in the right color space and yes everything so yeah um, offset printing is usually cnyk yeah and for me it's uh rgb um especially yours is adobe Adobe rgb right i i have printed at some places where it's srgb and what like it's easy like you just set it in lightroom to print or to export in the right Mm -hmm. color space um but so there was that um so you do unstretched canvases for me and then i get barnwood um to put along the top and the bottom so that it hangs like a poster Mm -hmm. (laughs) and Poor Kevin sends me a message today because he knows that I need this barnwood and I keep texting him. I need barnwood. Uh, I forget what size. I'll get that to you. And I just keep texting him that. So today he texts me and he goes, um, can you get me the size for that wood, please? <laughs> <laughs> nice. And I was like, so I look it up. I'm like, okay, it's 16 inches wide. So I need four pieces of wood that are 16 inches long. And then mm-hmm. I was like, I think I want like an inch to two inches like wide um like tall on the front of the canvas yeah so if you're looking at the canvas it's like an inch to two inches tall and i know i have a picture of exactly what i want because he we did one like a few months ago and that's exactly what i want and i'm looking all over for this picture and it's in my lightroom somewhere but like i have to get an external hard drive and plug it in to (laughs) in order to find it so i'm like looking through my Instagram, looking through my Facebook, looking through my Pinterest, and I can't, for the life of me, find this picture. And I'm like, I must have shared it at some point. Like, why did I take the picture? It's nowhere. And I have realized that I do sort of a terrible job of sharing my stuff on social media. Yes. Like, I share like crazy, but like, it's not consistent. Like, I have an artwork uh, board on Pinterest, and I have like five pins in it. Like... (laughs) (laughs) Like, what's the point? Like, I need to be posting more consistently and like resharing old things. Like, there's no reason that I can't have, um, like share a wedding from like three years ago. Absolutely. Like, oh, I encourage it. Oh my goodness. And it it would be smart. 
Mm-hmm. And your clients love it when you reshare their stuff. So goodness gracious, like I have all of this content that I could be resharing like over and over and over again. And I just, I don't do it because I'm lazy. So a little <sighs> tip on uh, uh, resharing mm-hmm. uh, old, older photo shoots. Um, if, um, if it was a wedding and let's say it's the client's two, three year anniversary, mm-hmm. uh, share it on their anniversary, yeah. wish them happy anniversary and tag them in it. Goodness gracious. And um, if you photographed a child on their birthday and you remember what the birthday was, yeah. just be like, Hey, here's a throwback of Lily when she was three months old. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm going to have to like create a new content, like schedule and mm. and like stick to it because the other thing is i have like all of this boudoir content but i rarely share it that's um, right but i can and i should <laughs> very yes, silly you should. <laughs> so you should if you want future clients yeah especially with instagram this. stuff because like you can schedule content with like buffer and stuff um so I can schedule my blogs to go out to Facebook. I can schedule images to go out to Facebook, Twitter, stuff like that. But like mm-hmm. with Instagram, you have to share it directly. Mm-hmm. So you can get an app like Latergram or Planoly, I think is the one that I use. Well, hold on a second. Is there is there anything that will, like when you tweet? No, there isn't. When you tweet something to all... Okay, let me start over. Okay. When you put something on Instagram, you can have it go to Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, blah, blah, blah. But is there anything yeah. that goes backwards? Like you, you post on Facebook no. and it gets shared. There isn't, is no, there? You have to, no, you have to post it to Instagram from the smartphone app. So uh, there, all, is, there is a workaround. Um, well, all that Planoly or Latergram does is you schedule it and then it pops up on your phone and says, you have this post. <laughs> so what, what all you're doing is you're like using your phone's system to like, share it to the app. So you're basically opening the image in the app mm-hmm. and then manually posting it. It's really funny and kind of irritating. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so there is, um, there is software that you can install <clears throat> on your Mac mm-hmm. and I don't recall what the name of it is. Um, but not helpful. it, it essentially, well, if you Google it, you know, I, I don't I don't want to do all the work for you guys. <laughs> um, <laughs> but if you uh, if you install this app on your um, Mac, let's say I use a Mac and I'm, I'm imagining majority of you use Macs. Um, if you install this, you can actually install an Android uh, oh. OS. Yeah. And it turns it, it's basically like running Windows in the background. Uh, but basically, um you are essentially running an Android OS, which sucks. I mean, I I, I wish I could install like iOS on my computer. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and um, it allows you to to do that. So you can edit your photos, you can get them ready, and then you can just post them from your computer. Uh, at which point, it's almost as easy to just, you know, send it to yourself, like airdrop it to your phone and uh, use the Instagram, Instagram app. Well, that's, but, yeah, uh, that's, basically what like Planoly does it's just Mm -hmm. um it's an app you can put the pictures in on from your computer and like plan them out for like a month or whatever nice um and then it you put the app on your phone and it pops up and it it says you wanted to post this picture right now so you go into the app and then you click share it opens it up in instagram and you share it 
Um, so it is handy that way. It's just you can't like plan it, like set it and forget it kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But anyway, so that's like, yeah, um, I need to get better at sharing and resharing the content that I produce because I produce a whole bunch of content. Um, and this is part of what I wanted to talk about today, which is yes. you need to be producing content. <laughs> well, let's get started. Oh, okay. Uh, where should we start? <laughs> um, How about at the top? <laughs> and like the why? <laughs> um, sure. I think people really discount media coverage these days because you just think you post it on Facebook and then it's out there and mm -hmm. that just doesn't work I don't think like if you look at your stats on Facebook my stuff only gets a lot of views and a lot of engagement when I tag people in it and then the the people who are engaging in it are those people's friends and family mm -hmm. so no one knew was getting exposed to it so I don't know I just find that Social media does like you can for sure build an amazing following on social media, and you should be doing that. But I think people... so. A couple of years ago, I remember talking to you about Facebook, um, something about Facebook, and and I and I remember you just kind of dismissed it. I, I wish I I kind of prepared a little bit better for today because um, like you don't, I don't recall what was it about. <laughs> it was something something about Facebook advertising or the importance of advertising on Facebook. And this was a few years ago now. And you just dismissed it so fast. You're like, nah, whatever. Was and it at that point? Were you asking me if I do it? And I was like, no. No, I, I think I, I was uh, just using you as a sounding board. So kind of bouncing ideas off of you for a client. Because mm -hmm. um, a lot of people may not know, but both you and I, we do other media relations with as far as like media and marketing, marketing goes. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so um, we kind of assume roles of consultants and yeah, and so on and so forth. And I and I think I was just talking to you about it, kind of like, okay, should we do this campaign? And it might have even been for a, a car dealership. I I honestly don't recall. We didn't commit it to memory, but okay. um, you you basically kind of shut it down. You're like, nah, whatever, Facebook, blah. And it really did take me as a surprise. I remember thinking, like, really what are you talking about? Like Facebook's where it's at. I mean, oh, you know can... what I think it was, hmm. it might, you might've been asking me about doing advertising on Facebook. And I was saying like their algorithm is all screwed up. So I pay for been. an ad to bring in more engagement or to get more likes on Facebook. And mm -hmm. if you watch the engagement or the likes that you get from that ad, it's like bots. It's people who don't exist or people yeah. who live like, in a different country. So it's people that are not like my target market at all, even though I have set um, like a geographic area or an income level, a gender, um, a school that those people have gone to or whatever. Um, the people that I was getting responding to those ads were not those people. They were just like fake accounts. Right. And that was a, excuse me, that was a big thing for a while. Is that maybe, does that sound sort of right? I think so, probably. Again, like <laughs> I said, it was something that I just didn't commit to memory. But yeah. so the long the long and short of it was that you actually opened up my mind because you, I, I really did. Like the, for a long time, I sort of invested uh, all my uh, efforts into 
Facebook and thinking that it was kind of the uh, be all and end all. <laughs> and the reason I did that is because um, when we were when my my Facebook marketing worked flawlessly. Um, mm-hmm. We started by by spending I think it was thirty bucks a month. Like I seriously just was like, oh, I'm going to do a dollar a day. Yep. And we targeted. Um, by the time we were finished with our uh, target market, it was down to like 360 people. Mm-hmm. And these were all females that were engaged uh, that were between the ages of 25 and 35 that uh, had post-secondary education uh, because to, and they were interested in, in certain sports. Because the way I thought about it was if a person's very active – um, they're, they're more likely to be more engaged, uh, on Facebook uh, as well. I don't know. I, I had all kinds of different reasons why I was choosing certain targets, mm-hmm. but, um, uh, by narrowing it down to 360 people, uh, believe it or not, we were getting a reply almost daily mm-hmm. because these people were actively looking for, um, a photographer for their wedding, yeah. you know, so my ad would pop in, pop, pop up. Now I'm thinking that the geographical area, you know, being in London and I think I went out 50 kilometer radius. So that means I went to Woodstock. That means I went to, uh, almost as far as Sarnia and Chatham and St. Thomas, you know, in the Southwestern Ontario region. Um, so I was pull, pulling from a very large demographic. So that could be work that, that could be why it worked for me. And if you're in a smaller geographical area, you may actually, you know, you 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 could even use a larger sample, mm-hmm. but your clients might not be necessarily on there. So yeah. um, by spending 30 bucks a month, I was getting, I was booking five, six, eight weddings a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it was great return on investment to the point where I was like, I don't really care about a website. I don't really care about bridal shows, this yeah. and that. Now that changed like over the last two years, it's it's very difficult to get eight people a month. It's very difficult to get two people a month. And mm-hmm. I think that people sort of caught on and they're not really filling out uh, all the information as well. So when their status changes, they're not so quick yeah. on saying, oh, I'm engaged now. Yeah. Like, like, do you really care about people's statuses on Facebook anymore? Well, you know, su- such a juvenile thing. More people are making a big deal about privacy and people are sharing less of that yes. information on Facebook and stuff. But Absolutely. And there's more people doing ads. So you have people competing against you for price. And the more you spend per click, the more frequently that your ads are going to be shown and in the better place and all of that fun stuff. So I... Yeah, I I don't really spend anything on ads, really. It's not my thing so much. But I was just thinking as you're saying that, you know, it's not the money isn't in like the ads that you're posting on Facebook, because I've had a number of friends be like, I spent $40 and I got nothing from it. It's not in the ad that you're putting on Facebook. It's in the content. And content is going to always bring you like better results than just posting an ad saying hey contact me for whatever Mm -hmm. Um, no and and there should be there should be a different way to approach it you you can't just say yeah contact me um yeah, yeah sorry continue well and when we're talking about media relations we're talking about maybe you're putting an article in the newspaper or maybe they're mentioning you on uh the radio or maybe they're 
talking about an event that you're holding, but they're not necessarily saying contact Sophia Lemon for wedding photography. Um, mm-hmm. They're more likely saying uh, Sophia Lemon is hosting this event with the Alzheimer's Society mm-hmm. or um, it. I might have written an article about decorating your home for the holidays or hmm. something about preparing your kids for their first day of school and stuff like that. Um, and what that is going to do is that's going to help establish you as an expert in your field, in your area. And I mean, people still read the paper. <laughs> um, well, yeah. And what it's doing is it's actually building value in your brand. Exactly. You, you saying that people still read the paper. Um, it's true. People still do read the paper, whether it's digitally online yep. or in, you know, in, yep. in their hands uh, at a coffee shop. Yep. Um, we still feel, uh, even though we're a little bit more savvy and kind of think like, you know, fake news, maybe media is there. Eh. Yeah. But any, any, um, sort of personal real life stories like that, like real yeah. people stories, yeah. we tend to give it a little bit more credit yeah. than if we just saw a direct advertisement. Sort of if, if a newspaper writes about a local artist, it's, you kind of give that artist a, a little bit more credit. Yeah. Um, Cause they're doing something if, worth reporting yeah, worth on. Covering. Right? Exactly. And versus, you know, like, um, if the if you just saw a Facebook post saying like my page uh, <laughs> yeah. for a chance to win a free photo shoot, and yeah. you're like, eh, yeah, which no we've all done. You. We've all done it. <laughs> I have to admit, I have not given away a free photo shoot on Facebook. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was just, I don't know, maybe I was late to the game. Um, <laughs> I, I I was late to the advertising on Facebook yeah. too. I mean, but. Um, but yeah, I'm surprised at how many people still do it. Yeah. Um, like you should know better by now. It yeah. doesn't matter how many likes you have, who cares? Yeah. Um, I'd rather have, and actually, so when we rebranded, I mentioned this before, we had 150 Facebook likes on our page and that's when we started our ad campaign. Cause mm-hmm. I think back then before you placed an ad, you needed a certain amount of likes and a certain amount of this. And yeah. it was kind of silly. Um, actually, I think you needed 400 at the time and they had dropped it. They, they, they were like, no, whatever you can have less. So you, you couldn't even take out an ad unless you had 400 likes. Mm-hmm. So anyways, um, so we took out the ad, uh, and with that same day that it got approved, we booked a wedding from Facebook. And I was like, this is incredible. I'm all over this. (laughs) Well, I think um, what what we're also talking about here is we're talking about like featured articles. Yes. Which are free. So you're doing something or providing something that is worth the media talking about. Um, This is free advertising, but it's not an ad. So this is a feature story, for example, in a newspaper. It's not like a quarter page or a half page or whatever ad. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's not usually something like book a session for blah, blah, blah. It's a story. It's a human interest story. Yeah, exactly. Um, So (laughs) there are a few ways that you can make this happen or start working on this. Um, and I mean, we're talking about local media here, but we're also talking about um, digital media. So you can have a broader um, reach this way. Um, so you might have seen a lot of photographers 
being published um, in blogs for mm-hmm. weddings and for sessions and stuff. How <clears throat> how are they so lucky that these blogs pick them, Sophia? Well, they don't just pick them. <laughs> mm, so I've been featured a number of times in a few different publications and the, you are reaching out to them. So obviously these blogs want content to post because without it, they don't have a blog, <laughs> but they don't just scour the internet looking for weddings that they want to post. Um, they usually have some sort of submission instructions on their website or they're on a service like Two Bright Lights, um, mm-hmm. which has a bunch of press um, blogs and photographers. So photographers post an album and then they submit it to whatever blogs they want to submit it to. Um, that's a big one. So if that's something that you want to do, you want to get published in different blogs, then go on Two Bright Lights <laughs> and take a look at that. It's a paid service. So you are paying to use that it's a, service. It's a different form of advertising, yeah. basically. And it requires some labor on your part. Um, <laughs> but do it. <laughs> it's useful. Um, with local media, however, there's a few things that you're going to need to do. Um, and one of those things is you're going to want to connect with like local media professionals. Okay, by the way, who are human beings. So they're probably on Facebook. They're definitely on LinkedIn, like they better be Mm -hmm. on LinkedIn. Add them to social media and reach out to them on a regular basis. This might mean um, commenting on their stuff on Facebook or on LinkedIn. Um, Basically, like introduce yourself to them in a not so obvious way, like in a pleasant (laughs) social way, and keep connecting with them so that they, you know, you seem familiar to them. Um, and then when you've built more of a relationship with these people, then you can start submitting stuff to them. You can be like, look, I've been working on this thing and I think you guys might be really interested in it. Um, so connect with them on social media and add them to your database. You should have a tag for media connections and you should have those people in your database because your database is not just for clients. Um, so I have a meteor. What are you, are you laughing at me? I'm not laughing at you. I just continue, please. (laughs) So I have a tag on my Tave account for me, for media connections. Um, and I have those people on Facebook and I have, um, a friends list of, for media connections. So once a week, I'll just go into that friends list and then I'll see all of my media connections, the stuff that they've posted that, that week. And I can go in and I can like them and I can comment on them and I leave real comments. (laughs) that aren't like oh nice picture right high five (laughs) i hate it when people do that on instagram so much and you guys have probably gotten it too where you're like oh exciting i got a comment on one of my pictures and it's like the praying hands thing or like Mm -hmm. a smiley face or it's like some stupid emoji and it's just they're just doing it because they want you to come back to their account and comment on their stuff it drives me nuts anyway that's unrelated. <laughs> yes. So work on building your uh, media connections on your database. And then you're going to have to start writing press releases, which isn't difficult. It's like one page, a rundown, a well-written rundown of your event or your article or whatever. Mm-hmm. You're going to write those 
And then when you have an event or article or whatever, you're going to send that press release out to all of those media connections. It's pretty simple. How do you put together a press release? Um, Google it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Maybe we'll find a press release sample. Mm -hmm. Um, And I say it should be well-written because the press, if they're putting this in the paper or whatever, they're probably going to literally copy and paste yeah. Your so my advice is if you if you find a press release that's very hard to read, yeah. like it sounds very smart, but it's very difficult to read and follow that you want yeah. to emulate, don't. Um, yeah. Just simplify it a little bit. Uh, it has to be um, interesting. It has to be to the point. Yeah. Uh, and it and it that's, that's pretty much it. Yeah. And um, it should be written in your brand voice, by the way. Yes. Yeah. Um. So, and it, and it has to be uh, fairly short, um, but, you know, still have enough content. You can't just be like, um, Sophia Lemon Photography is launching a new website. It yeah. will be live on August 1st, <laughs> 2018. Yeah, that's not, that's not really exciting, right? Yeah, yeah. You need so. to be sharing things that are, that are exciting and, excuse me, newsworthy. So, <laughs> I will actually have a press release sample for you. So when I did my um, family portrait series at Easter with the Alzheimer's Society, um, I wrote the press release and the Alzheimer's Society sent it out to their media list. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was literally just co- copy and pasted into the newspapers. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, what I'll do is I'll post that one. Good idea. Yeah. I agree. That's a good idea. I'm pretty smart. <laughs> um, so that's the other thing is partner with charities or other groups that have a sort of more of a reach than you do or a different reach than you do um, for events and stuff. And that will help you um, connect with people that you wouldn't already be connected with mm-hmm. um, for events and stuff. Yeah, that's about all that I have on my list. What do you want to add to that? I think you pretty much uh, hit the nail on the head. Um, I think it might be in your best interest to also get involved um, in any discussions uh, that are happening outside of um, of your circle, so to speak, to kind of uh, position yourself in the, into the world as a as an entity. Um, one example I can think of is if there is, if there, let's say a radio station does have um, like a Facebook group that's actually, uh, or a page that's actually um, very heavily visited and mm-hmm. there's quite a bit of discussion going on, right? And it's in your community. Uh, and I'm not talking about, you know, r- the radio station's talking about Donald Trump doing something stupid and then you jump on to comment like, yeah, I agree. But if there's a if there's a really cool uh, story about the community that you can add to, uh, you can add to it as a business owner, right? You, or you can uh, add to it as a business. And if you, if you join that conversation and uh, kind of build your brand by being active, um, it will help people to connect uh, with you For down sure. the road too. Yeah. So it, it won't help if you're in a small community and, you know, there's like five comments on the post and it's two people talking back and forth. 
But when there's something that's a big deal, like a, like an aha moment or a, a really cool thing that happened, it, it could be very beneficial because, believe it or not, people read those, mm-hmm. especially... And and my advice is to kind of come in a little late. So, you know, um, the last one I did this on, we had 160 comments um, on on this, on a post. And so when I started posting, uh, I think it was from about 110, 115 different members. Mm-hmm. So some of them were replies to each other, but... Uh, it was at, it was at least a, it was over a hundred people different people that commented on it. So when I started commenting on it, um, these people got a notification that I commented on their stuff. Mm-hmm. So you know, so I I and then so next time when you do when the media sources uh, are talking about you, uh, the same people who are active uh, will recognize it and they'll and they'll be able to reconnect. And there's already a little bit of uh, goodwill built in your brand, so to speak. Yeah. So that's, that's about idea. all I can add. Yeah. I like that. Um, um, now, so media will also be looking for specific content from time to time. So two bright lights, um, media can put out requests for particular content. So we're looking for spring weddings or fall weddings or whatever, or um, we're looking for pink engagement sessions or pink maternity mm-hmm. sessions or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. There's also a service called Help a Reporter Out. And okay. on that service, so you sign up to their mailing list and you'll get an email with different requests for um, content or comments or whatever. Um, <clears throat> and it'll give you like a deadline to respond and an email address um, where you can contact the reporter or journalist or whatever looking for that content. Um, And so what I've done with that, um, I've been on a couple publications. Um, I think CEO Blog Nation, um, some entrepreneur <laughs> website and I, I was on entrepreneur. Yeah. I don't know. And I was on Huffington post once, um, yes. responding to those emails. So, um, you could sign up for that and, and just watch it. Like they send an outrageous number of requests. It's, it's like three emails a day is kind of annoying, but, <laughs> um, yeah. you can sign up for a service like that and just read the requests and if anything pops out to you that's interesting then do that um share that stuff to your linkedin account so that Mm -hmm. you know the reporters that you're connecting with on linkedin are starting to see like you know that you're a resource for information (laughs) yes (laughs) (laughs) um you should also have a content calendar. So I was talking about this at the beginning of the episode because <laughs> I'm really bad at resharing my content. Create a content calendar. And when you're reaching out to um, the media with these great ideas that you have for articles, you need to be doing that before it's like time for that article to come out. So if you're thinking about a Christmas um, article, you need to be contacting um the media in like October mm-hmm. rather than, you know, December. <laughs> yeah, no, you're, you're, you're so right. So time it out properly. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. There's also some really 
expensive services um, like Scission, which will actually give you um, access to reporters' contact information. So Scission is a database of um, media outlets. Mm -hmm. You can look up a particular media outlet and find like different employees of that media outlet and get their contact information. Hmm. It is not inexpensive. Um, it's like a couple hundred dollars a month, I think. But if that's something that you want to invest in at some point, um, it's very useful. Mm -hmm. Um, hmm. but as a photographer personally, I think I would focus my attention on local media because that's where my clients are. So I wouldn't so much be reaching out to media um, professionals in the States, for example. So that's why Scission would be less useful for me. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't have too much more to add, to tell you the truth. That's exciting. I think, <laughs> um, I think I've come to the conclusion that if we give too much information, uh, our listeners might be overwhelmed and not know where to start. So take the little bit of information that you have, uh, arm yourself with it. You know, this is your ammunition and get going, do little, th little steps, baby steps at a, you know, one step at a time sort of thing, uh, little steps towards the finish line is what I'm trying to say. And, um, tell us how you're doing, you know, get onto Facebook and, uh, on the double exposure show group. Mm-hmm. And let us know how you're doing with so, it, you know, well, some of I've, the things you're finding that work. I've written down here that, you know, maybe a content calendar for our listeners would be good. Maybe a press release sample that they can, like, put their own information into um, would be useful, like downloads for people. And we can make those for you. But I don't, mm -hmm. I don't want to make them for you if you're not going to use them. So if you could go into the group and let us know if those are things that would be useful to you, please do that. Um, and then mm -hmm. we can make those things for you. So basically Absolutely. things that you can rebrand um, for yourself. So I want to know if you would make use of a content calendar. And I want to know if you would make use of a press release sample. Yeah. Please let us know. We're looking forward to hearing from you. Yeah. Yeah. And you can find this information, of course, uh, or rather you can share this information, of course, with us on Facebook on the Double Exposure Show group. Uh, mm -hmm. Show notes for this episode, doubleexposure.show slash episode slash 48. Good. I got that right. Well, before <laughs> you like really close the episode, I just wanted to remind people, <clears throat> excuse me, um, about my picture perfect guide. So this is my super cool app which my clients can download to their phone and helps walk them through the process of getting ready 30 days before their session or their wedding. Um, so beauty tips, hairstyling, makeup, skincare, um, what to wear, how to prepare their kids, stuff like that. And mm -hmm. if that's something that you guys would be interested in checking out, you can find it at pictureperfect.guide. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so, really a fan of these like new, um, new top level domains. <laughs> oh yeah, some of them are ridiculous. <laughs> they are. <laughs> I think there's a dot photography. <laughs> there is. I know. I know. Oh so so you know it's like <laughs> Sophia Lemon dot photography. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. That's a little too far. But it works. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like the dot club. 
Yeah, that's neat. That's kind of neat. Um, I don't know. I still think that it should be short, like me too. Four four letters or less. Yeah. But yeah. Anyways, mm-hmm. um, on that note, thanks uh, very much to uh, Benjamin Edward for our artwork mm-hmm. and Ben Sound for providing the soundtrack to your life because um, <laughs> this is what you do now you listen to the double exposure show and we thank yeah. you for it yeah. yeah so on that note it's time to end oh okay okay bye okay okay bye <laughs>